Okay, so welcome to the uh, the Emerge podcast, uh, and today I'm sitting here with Joanne. Emerge, the official podcast of the Oxford Arts Alliance. So Joanne is <laughs> the, uh, so Joanne is our emerging artist for uh, the month of February. Um, and I forgot to ask, so for, how many pieces are actually in your show? 26. 26 pieces? Okay, wow. Um, for some reason, like, I, it's, it's been up and down. There have been some shows here where there's, like, just 10 pieces, and there's been other shows where there's literally 50 pieces. So, um, so thank you for, for being this month's emerging artist. Um, uh, so you were also in the National Jury Exhibit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So how, how did you hear about entering for that? Was that through Kelly or...? Yeah, I went and visited Kelly at her residency, and okay. then Stacy told us about it. Okay. Um, so we both applied. Okay, and her residency was through the Carlson... The, she got the Carlson grant, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so I have, uh, I have a few questions for you. Um, so the first thing I want to know, uh, I noticed that there's kind of a wide variety of, um, materials that you've painted on, um, and I'm going to come at this, I'm going to sound completely dumb, so don't worry. (laughs) So you have aluminum, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then you also have standard, uh, just like small canvas board. And then did you paint on just a piece of, what was the other one? Watercolor. Oh, wood. Okay. Oh, yeah. and watercolor board. Watercolor board. Yeah. Okay. So, are usually, I mean, for the past couple of shows, it's. It, I don't think there's any besides Kelly's show. I don't think there's been anything that was that diverse on that. Why did you Why did you choose all those different? Um. Well, I guess as an emerging artist, I'm exploring different mediums and surfaces okay. to work on. Okay. Um. So I started with the wood. And I loved the wood, but it was a little problematic because it had grains in it that, you know, I couldn't mm-hmm. create a different textures. And then I went to the canvas board and then the pa- the panel boards and then the aluminum. And I just like them all, so I don't really have, like, one that I specifically want to work on. Just whatever I can get my hands on. Okay. So, yeah. so is there... Like, you were mentioning, like, you didn't like the grain in the wood, so what's different about the aluminum, then? Is there just... Does the, does the paint dry different on it? Does it last longer? Is it... I think it's just really smooth. Okay. So yeah. as you're painting on it, it's just like a smooth feeling when you're mm-hmm. doing it? So it's like yeah. a very tactile way of painting. Then. Yeah. So that that's interesting. That's... I mean, from the music side, that's kind of like using different strings. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I have certain strings that I'll avoid because of the texture. It just it bugs me because it's too grooved. But um, like the bass over there has like really smooth strings, like the round wounds. It just feels better to play on. Mm-hmm. So, have you? Um, did you discover? How did you discover you wanted to use aluminum? Uh, well, Kelly actually gave me a piece. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah, and so I just got whatever I could and was working on it. Um, so yeah, it's not like the number one medium that I would work on. I probably I like gesso board a lot too. Oh okay. Um, but the aluminum mixed with the sandable hard gesso just it's like it doesn't absorb the oil paint as as much as like the wood would. Okay. The wood would. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it was just interesting. I was just experimenting, trying it out. Mm-hmm. So I really like working on a hard surface. 
Oh, okay. Um, but I do love canvas as well. But it's funny because none of those paintings are on canvas. They're all back at my studio. Oh, okay. Oh, but, wait. There was one. All right, go ahead. Oh, well, just because the small, like, like hard panel surfaces are so much easier to carry mm. around. and Oh, uh, okay. And it's such a one-step process. You don't have to, like, stretch it or... And, you, and then just so it so it's just there yeah. and available like whenever you mm-hmm. need it type of thing that's yeah. that's really cool the um so it seems like to go off of that uh, your subject matter it's also it, it seems like you're, you're not afraid of trying out new things to paint on but you're also not afraid of trying new things to paint definitely so, so yeah i mean i it, it's kind of and this might just be me, but like as as I went into the show, usually you know I'll be I'll zone in on you know the skull. Like I I, I love those types, but but I ended up going all the way in the far corner, and you have a is it a fire hydrant or a drain? Or yeah, it was like a rusty like drain pipe. And that's just something that like if I if I was I keep relating back to myself, but if I was a painter, that is not what I would <laughs> like zone in on. Well, how did you decide to do that? Is it just like you know what? There's no reason I shouldn't paint that or I think it was just the texture I was trying Mm. like with every painting I have a little goal in mind okay so I wanted to try that rusty look out and I wanted to you know apply the paint thinly and and see how I could get that texture oh okay so and so is that the same or is that so there's another painting um the tires what's the name of that painting um Oh, I forget. I think it's just called like random <laughs> tires yeah. or something. So oh, it was like the oh, it was like mysterious tires. Mysterious tires. Because yeah. somebody abandoned them at Papa, and everyone was like, "Whose tires are those?" They just left tires. Okay. Yeah, and Papa can't recycle them, oh, okay. so they just sat there for like the whole summer. And oh, I was okay. like, "I want to go paint them." Also, um, as an aside, Mysterious Tires is a great band name. Oh really? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm oh, gonna no. steal that at some point. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm stealing that at some point. Yeah, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so, so was that the same thing, or like, there's like a certain texture of it that you wanted to see if you could do it? Yeah, I think I was really interested in um, like the color composition of them as uh-huh. they were outside, and just you know trying to get the mass of the tires like all piled on top of them okay. so it was like a different goal it wasn't necessarily the texture but it mm-hmm. was like a different um you know i want to get like the overall mass of these tires so now, now i want to go through each painting and ask what the goal was because now i'm <laughs> curious like what was going on in your head so i mean I, you know a lot of people that listen to this podcast like are a lot of students here um, so, and you know, students that are middle school, high school students, and I think, at least me at that age, I would not be looking. I I, I would go. I'm gonna paint, uh, or I'm gonna draw uh, this specific bird because I like those birds, or I'm gonna draw this specific thing. I I would never like gravitate towards. I don't want to call them mundane things like tires and stuff, but I I just wouldn't look at it that way. Um, like, do you, would you have any advice for, like, young artists like that in terms of, like, subject matter, what they should or shouldn't, um, draw? Like, is there anything that's really off limits, you think, for young no, artists? No, I don't think anything's off limits. I think the less limits you have, the better. Okay. And I think you should paint whatever you want. Just, no matter what it is, yeah. if it's a, I think Kelly had a, a, a worm, 
And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you you have your, uh, the mysterious tires and the drain <laughs> pipe. And there's another, there's a crane as well at the, right at the beginning of the gallery. Yeah, that was more just me trying. My goal was to get the geometrical shapes of the crane because it was okay. so difficult and complex for me okay. that I like saw it as a challenge. So I wanted to paint it. That's, so, so that was more of a, like a challenge. Like, yeah. That's yeah. just to see like what would come out with it and mm-hmm. see if, if you could get it. And yeah. that, that was... That ended up being one of my favorite pieces really? in the show. Cool. Yeah, because it, it, I don't know, it's stuff that I look past. I don't, I've looked at it before, like, you know, everybody sees things going down the highway when you're driving by a construction site or something, but it's, mm-hmm. that painting made me think like, oh, that's actually like, that is art. I can, I can look at things like that in a different way. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that come in here that are not artists, like their eye isn't drawn to those things in that way they I think it'd be kind of I don't know how many people maybe I'm wrong maybe everybody drives by a construction site and they're like look at all those geometric <laughs> shapes this is great yeah maybe but, but I liked it because it was it made me look at it very differently the Emerge podcast and Emerging Artist Gallery are brought to you in part by Outback Trading Company Outback Trading Company premium oil skin and outdoor clothing since 1983 but it was interesting because somebody asked uh, my family members they were like so which one of you gave her the the creativity and they were all like oh, i don't know um, but my dad was like well i think i definitely gave her the nature part which okay. is true um so yeah I, I love nature so i would rather paint the organic form than okay. the um, you know human constructed concrete. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I th- but I should try to paint a sidewalk sometime. No, no, <laughs> I, that's not the answer I thought I was going to get out of that. I, I, I honestly, like, I think I zoned in on the tires and the drain pipe and the crane and the yeah, human constructed things. Yeah, as human constructed things. Yeah. Yeah. But then I have the the trees and the nature. Yeah, it's like a completely but, different side yeah. of you. And actually, guess, that whole show has a lot of different sides. Yeah. I, mean, I don't obviously know you that well, but it, I don't want to say they're all from a different person, but there's definitely different facets of the same same person throughout the whole show. Um, My whole I, body of work is like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just me trying to like find what it is that like is my niche, and I just experiment and experiment and change and change and the the plush is it a cat mm-hmm. okay the, the plush cat I, I really like that one me too that but that's complete that's not the same subject material <laughs> that I that the person painting the tree like no. that seems like a different like that seems more playful yeah I guess my I don't want to put words in your mouth but like what what drew you to doing that one like what what side of of Joanne wanted to paint the plush uh, uh. cat well, I guess if I'm being transparent here, um, uh, okay. <laughs> I just, I like had a really bad critique at school. And oh. so I went to my friend's studio and she, um, she's, she wasn't there. So I went in there and I was looking around and I got immediately inspired by this plush cat that her daughter made. Oh, okay. And I was just like, I'm just going to paint it. Like nothing was stopping me. Okay. I just wanted to paint it. So I did. So that came off of a bad critique, like you mm-hmm. just needed to kind of get away for a bit, and it, yeah. that ended up being your. That's interesting. It's interesting because it's like a, you know, again, not trying to put words in your mouth, but it's interesting that like after a bad experience, you gravitated towards a, like 
the stuffed animal in the room, but you painted it, and it, like, it, like, I really, I really enjoy that painting. It's very, like, comforting. So, I guess I just needed something, you know, to bounce back. Okay. I mean, it it definitely was, I guess, a bad thing that inspired a good thing, because I, a lot of people really like that painting. Plus, it's, it's just, when you look at it, like, the, the, it's not immediately, like, oh, it's a stuffed animal. It's, like, what is what is, like it's it doesn't not, have any arms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, okay. So that's it. Doesn't have arms, and it's Mm-mm. and it's in darker colors too. Like it's 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 not like a, uh, I don't know. It's inviting, but at the same time, kind of like you want it to keep its distance. Mm. If that makes sense. Interesting. <laughs> that's probably the worst description of it. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Every everybody that's listening to this probably is just like, yeah, he's he's definitely <laughs> a musician. Definitely not. <laughs> well, it, I forgot what I mean. There's also, oh, the other one I wanted to ask you about is the bull, the matador. Was that a real bull that you were looking at? Or is no, that it, a... Was a still, it was a still life, so it was okay. like, it was just a little object. Oh, okay. But it it came at the same time that the stuffed animal painting came. Oh, really? It was the same time, yeah. yeah wait, so the, 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 you chose a bull, which is like a very strong, scary animal and also a plush uh cat <laughs> yeah i guess it's like so. <laughs> okay yeah i guess there are no limits to like what you'll that's yeah i guess not <laughs> they were around the same time really that's mm-hmm. it was the same time i think i painted the plush toy and then i painted the bull really yeah oh okay that's it's but. just interesting like that those are not the two like if if i had a guess i would have uh, what would have come after the plush toy i would have said probably like Maybe like the flowers that were on the wall, also because they're yeah. also like kind of like the soft and the colors are soft and everything. Mm-hmm. But the matador one, okay, that's just just whatever comes up in it. And yeah, it's it's so strange. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that really draws me, but it's just so different every time. It's like you, I can't grab hold of just like one thing, but I'm hoping it all looks cohesive. It, I think it does. I like it. I think it's it all looks like facets of the same person. It's like there it's cohesive, but there's also a lot of questions like why a crane and a plush cat. <laughs> um, I mean, the other thing too is, do you find that you enjoy painting better when you discover something like that, or do you find it better when you have a set goal of subject matter in mind? Like, uh, I guess a better way to rephrase that: Do you find you enjoy it more when you're just out and you're like, oh, I really like that texture. I want to paint that. Or when you wake up and go, today I am painting the fire hydrant, or whatever you choose. Or does it not matter? I don't think I've ever made a successful piece where I was like, all right, I'm going to paint that. Like, uh, I have a still life of flowers, like Mm -hmm. fake flowers, that I've been trying to paint for the past month, and I just can't. So it's like, I feel like I'm more of a finder. Like, I like to go out and find something, like, new that immediately like provokes me and like sparks my interest I guess that's I feel like I just paint like like I just feel like if an object gives me a feeling I paint it and then I paint how it makes me feel oh okay like the plush toy gave me this like comforting like Mm -hmm. cute color feeling I guess or in your case it's dark and scary color but it wasn't scary
also, uh, I'm, I'm going to wrap things up in a bit, but um, the, I guess another another thing I wanted to, to see is, you know, a couple of the pieces, so there's there's two skulls, which I assume are still lives. You weren't, there, you didn't just come across a skull in the woods. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you didn't come across. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, were, were those pieces that you were asked to do in, in school or were those pieces that you, you had found um, a still life that you then created or? Um, it was actually a still life that was created during a drawathon at Patha. Okay. Um, and, you know, everyone wanted to do Renee Folk's setup, okay. which she had like an Adam and Eve setup. And I was, I was trying to do it, but I wasn't as interested. It was really crowded. So I went to the next room and I found this still life with these skulls that nobody was painting. Okay. So I just sat up there and started painting them, and I really enjoyed them. So. Oh, okay. So that, again, you, like, discovered something. Yeah. I, like, it, went out and found something that was meaningful to me. Yeah, so. that's that's interesting. It's cool that, like, it's, like, even when you're in a situation where it's, like, okay, it's the, what did you say? It's the draw-a-thon? Mm-hmm, the draw-a-thon. So they have they have, a, like, a pre-made still life where yeah. and everything, like, you still left, I mean, quite literally left the crowd and didn't mm-hmm. follow the crowd and went and found your own thing and found active discovery. That's, I mean, have you, have you found that you've always done that with your art? Like, even when you were younger in high school, middle school, that you were going out and you really liked that active, like, discovering things? Yeah, definitely in high school I was way more free. Um, and then at community college too and then at Monco was when I kind of sat down and tried to learn from other people Mm -hmm. and everything just to like build skills and experience um but I definitely say yeah um it's exploring color exploring color that's right um just because one thing that I found from making this body of work was my intuitive color making. Okay. Um, so I think overall my work definitely explores color. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the subject is or my goal for that day mm-hmm. or whether it's cohesive with my last painting or not, I think the color is something that's like illuminating through all the pieces. Okay. So. Is that so you can kind of, I mean, going back to the discovering thing... <laughs> Do you, when you're when you're painting it, is that is that something that like you get a lot of joy out of? Like you discover like a color that you or some sort of um, color combination that you want to immediately paint. Do you find that when you're walking around or just in daily life that you see things like that? Definitely. Really, okay. I think I'm really drawn to color. Really, okay. So, so like no, it so like the subject, the color is like kind of the first thing that will draw you. It's subject matter and the. Um, doesn't matter. It's just if it has a really interesting color. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think so. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, the um. So with that show, if when uh, when someone comes and visits and looks around, what what do you really want them to see in the colors and all those pieces, or what's what's your intention with it, um, if there is one. I guess just recognizing that the colors I was using were a little more bold than what what it would actually be in real life. Okay. Um, maybe a little more darker or maybe a little more brighter. Okay. Um, 
just just changing it just a little bit. Don't have to know everything. Mm-hmm. I know they put a lot of pressure, especially in art school, to like know what you want and mm-hmm. what you like and what your niche is, but not all of us are like that. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Not yeah. all of us are premeditative and you know, sometimes concentration's hard, so you just go with the flow. Do do you feel and this again, it might be something that you can't answer, but like do you feel thirty, forty years from now that you're still gonna be doing that act of discovery or do you think oh, you're yeah. gonna fall into a pattern? Um I can't see myself falling into a pattern anytime soon. I'm actively trying to find a pattern really? in my studio. Okay. Um, but so far, it's it just is what it is. So okay. I like to think of myself as an experimenter. Okay. Um, and I enjoy trusting the process. So mm-hmm. if the process leads me somewhere, then that's great. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. But, but as an experimenter, do you find that, that there's a fair amount of like failure that comes with that, that there's a lot of pieces yeah. that you, yeah, you have yeah. the look on your face for, for everyone listening. There's a, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's a look on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, anytime there's experimentation, there's also, I feel like it always goes to two directions. It's mm-hmm. either failure or this like really wonderful piece. So what, what do you do when you, when you get to that? Um, um, what do you do when you, you experiment with something that it doesn't turn out and you, you have it there but it's not what you wanted well first I cry a little bit (laughs) oh I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) um well okay so 26 pieces that I thought were successful that I framed um but I have 100 pieces that were failures to me and other people might not think so but I have like a whole pile of work that I'm just like this is I don't like any of this work so um and I think if you do fail, it's just as long as you get back up and keep going and try to make something that you do like. And then you're just one step closer to not failing Yeah. and doing great. So I feel like it's more interesting to fail because like knowing that there's all these undiscovered Bunkhauser paintings out there, <laughs> that the, the, I feel like the process, we, today we put, I mean, social media is a really good example. We only put the 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 you know, it's a curated life. Like we, we put what the best thing about us, like this is, look at this really good thing that happened to me look at how great this is. But there's, there's not a lot of process in that, that like, I I think a lot of people when they go into a gallery, you see the finished work, you Mm -hmm. see the, the product, you see the product, you see like, you know, what the artist feels is the the greatest thing, but you, you miss a lot of the the failures. And I'm not saying you're a failure. I'm just saying it's, it's interesting that you, do so much experimentation it doesn't seem like you're afraid of failing then oh i think it's key to not be afraid of failing kind of embrace it yeah that's yeah and i i I think that's another thing that's indicative of a lot of young people they're really afraid to make mistakes really Mm -hmm. afraid to fail So like with colors, do you, do you feel you experiment a lot with colors too? Mm -hmm. And, or is that something like you see a color and you get, you want to paint exactly what you see? I don't think I ever paint exactly what I see in color. Okay. Um, I, I, I guess I paint what I think I see. Okay. Um, or even just what color intrigues me the most, I guess. 
Um, but it's probably a surrounding color that inspired me. Okay. Um, yeah. There's, there has to be a lot of a lot of times when the color just doesn't. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. I've I've wasted a lot of paint like mixing <laughs> the absolute wrong color, and I won't even use it. I'll just oh, be like, oh, guess I'll try to save it for later or something. Oh, or I'll just make black. If I mess up, I'll just go right to like making it a dark oh, okay. brown or a black color. Okay. Thank you for uh, thank you for sitting down and, and talking with us. We'll, we'll yeah, actually end me. now. Yeah. Okay. Your your show is fantastic. Thanks. Um, you know, years down the road, you know, we still want to hear from you, and and hopefully. Um, I mean, not to t- say that I hope you get more bad critiques, but if it produces work after that, <laughs> like like those two pieces and those colors, that's that's a good thing. Um, cool. So I'm. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, for one, I'm really glad um, that you, know, you you took the time to to come out to the gallery and and yeah, do this show. Too. I think. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, it was a great show. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check the show out, um, please uh, see the show. Uh, for Joanne Funkhauser, um, and do you have wh- you know after you leave the Arts Alliance, what are um, what are do you have any shows lined up, or where can people see your work at? Um, well, Pafa's having the annual student exhibition in May. Okay. So I'm definitely getting prepared for that, trying to make a cohesive body of work in my studio. Okay. Um, I'll I'll probably have some of these paintings in that show because I did make them mainly for that show. Okay. So I'll probably have some of them in there, along with some new body of work. Um, I also have a website. It's just joannepunkhauser.com. Okay. Um, and Facebook and Instagram. It's just my name. Okay, so. that works. And just just because uh, someone will ask, how do you spell that? <laughs> my last name? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's funk, F-U-N-K, house, H-O-U-S-E, and then R at the end. So. All right, that works. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much. Um, you heard the website, so um, please um, check out Joanne Funkhauser. Please check out her show here at the Oxford Arts Alliance and the Emerging Artist Gallery. And um, please keep uh, tuning in each month. We're going to um, interview a new emerging artist every few weeks. And um, thank you again. Have a good night. <laughs>